Wrestling fans, the following podcast is no holds barred, no time limit. You are listening to yet another episode of Weasel Tales. In fact, dare I say, a very special episode of Weasel Tales, which will be the first of three podcasts where we delve into the relationship between Bobby Heenan and Hulk Hogan throughout the AWA, WWF, and WCW. Obviously, we will be starting with the AWA, but before we get into that, I do want to thank, first of all, members of the Weasel Collective Denizens of He Nation for making last week's podcast the most listened to. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention Brian Solomon, who did an interview with me a month or so back and recently made that a podcast. And I would suggest that you listen to that interview. It was a great deal of fun. A great conversation. The podcast is Shut Up and Wrestle. A good place to start with this trilogy is how Bobby Heenan played a pivotal role in getting Hulk Hogan into the AWA, the American Wrestling Association. Being born and bred and still living in Minnesota, I had a steady diet of the AWA starting with my grandmother introducing me to the promotion in 1973 and subsequent viewings of episodes there on out. It was a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. routine. Now, Bobby Heenan actually played a role in getting Hulk Hogan into the AWA. Bobby was working in Georgia Championship Wrestling, And Hulk Hogan was there as well for a short time. Bobby recommended to Vern Gagne, as he was returning to the AWA, to perhaps give Hogan a look and maybe he could be a decent rival for Nick Bockwinkel, the heavyweight champion at the time. So around that time, Hulk Hogan was kind of floating around different promotions from the Continental Wrestling Association, the aforementioned Georgia Championship Wrestling. So he was just kind of floating out there. So he joined the WWF, had a short stay with them. Ironically, it would be his role in Rocky Three that would lead to his downfall in the WWF. Vince McMahon Sr. was not pleased about it. He thought a wrestler doing a movie was bad for business. So they had a subsequent falling out. So Hogan did the movie and subsequently joined the AWA. And that is where the term Hulkamania was born. So when he came in, he was managed by luscious Johnny Valiant, and he was a heel. But for the fans of the AWA, Hulk Hogan was something new and something different, very dynamic. His style was not the classic catch-as-catch-can wrestling. And he had a lot of charisma. Of course, he needed a little help as far as promos, and that's why they brought in luscious Johnny Valiant to help him. Eventually, Hulk Hogan turned babyface when he saved Brad Rangans from an attack by Jerry 
Blackwell. So eventually, he would cross paths with Nick Bockwinkle and, of course, Nick's manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan. At that time, Nick was close to 50 years old, and they needed to perhaps find an heir apparent. And that was supposed to be Hulk Hogan, but you wouldn't know that from the outcome of the matches. There were two separate matches where Hulk Hogan seemingly won the AWA World Championship. So his popularity obviously skyrocketed when Rocky III came out and we were introduced to Thunderlips, the ultimate male. And that should have been a jumping off point for Vern Gagne to give Hulk Hogan his opportunity at wrestling for and winning the world championship. Bobby Heenan was a tremendous foil for Hulk Hogan during that time. They would go back and forth. At one point, Bobby called him Sulk Hogan because he was upset about not getting title matches and then not winning the belt. There were two pivotal matches that both men were involved in where Hulk Hogan seemingly won the championship. Their first match with Bobby managing heavyweight champion Nick Bockwinkle was on April 18th, 1982. Hogan had won the match. However, the decision was overturned six days later because both wrestlers used a foreign object. So this would be the first of two times that Vern Gagne would yank the rug out from Hulk Hogan and disappoint, if not devastating, the fans. So the rematch happened on April 24th, 1983, a card called Super Sunday. And once again, it looked like Hulk Hogan had won the championship, raising the belt high in the air. The fans were going crazy. It was sold out. But it was not to be. The decision was reversed because Hulk Hogan threw Nick Bockwinkle over the top rope. And for wrestling fans of today, that would seem a very silly and highly antiquated way to overturn a referee's decision. So the AWA was where everything started between Hulk Hogan and Bobby the Brain Heenan playing off each other. Nick Bockwinkle actually really never needed a manager if it was about cutting a promo. Nick Bockwinkle could cut a promo in his sleep that was highly intellectual. He was always using very sophisticated language, certain words that you may never have heard before. And Bobby Heenan, he would serve as the more emotional advocate for Nick Bockwinkle. The fact that I got to see this on a promotion that was in my home state was very, very exciting. Bobby Heenan's tenure there featured the first weasel suit match, which I have talked about previously as well. So around this time, when once again Hulk Hogan was denied 
his second chance at the heavyweight championship. So Vince McMahon was on his way to go national, which at the time was blasphemous. It was unheard of. There was a pact between all the promotions that you just did not do that. And inevitably, Hulk Hogan was obviously on Vince's radar, and he wanted Hogan to be the face of this new national promotion. Bobby Heenan was not far behind. Bobby Heenan was a necessary component. He already feuded with Hulk Hogan. Essentially, Bobby Heenan was Hulk Hogan's foil, not for the entire time, but for most of it, and the high-profile matches that came with it. He was involved. He was cutting promos. He was bleeding. He was doing two-on-one matches with Nick Bockwinkle as his partner facing Hulk Hogan. It was really Bobby at his best. He finally found that true hero that fans could rally around. And even though he was mostly managing Nick Bockwinkle and other people at the time, but it was Nick Bockwinkle who was the champion, and it was Hulk Hogan who was fighting for that championship. And to have a, like I said before, a front row seat to that was absolutely incredible. Hulk Hogan left the AWA for the WWF. Bobby Heenan was not far behind. And that story will obviously continue on this podcast. So what I'd like to hear from you, denizens of He Nation and members of the Weasel Collective, is do you remember that time? There weren't really tape trading back then because videotape were these large, massive cassettes that if you wanted to mail them, you would hope that the person had an appropriate, massive, large VCR. But there were the wrestling magazines, which I discovered around the early 80s. But the news was always a little bit late. So in the AWA, that's where things began. And we can talk about the decisions made by wrestling promoters as to why Hulk Hogan was never the AWA world champion. And if there's an alternate universe where Hulk Hogan is the AWA champion, could Vern Gagne have still stopped him from joining the WWF? Could he have stopped him from taking Bobby Heenan away from the AWA? I don't think so. Bobby's decision to join the WWF was based on a recommendation from Hulk Hogan. And because of that, the two of them were able to feud in a much larger spotlight, a larger audience, a worldwide audience. So that was the first part of Heenan v. Hogan. And admittedly, not a lot of meat on that bone. He was there approximately two years, but some of that time was taken up with promoting the Rocky III movie and wrestling in Japan. But when they got to the WWF, 
they were intertwined much longer and in a much more entertaining fashion. And we will get into that next week on Weasel Tales. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this first chapter in the, again, Hogan v. Heenan story. The next one, WWF, who knows? That might have to be a two-parter because there is a lot going on. I did a great deal of research on that, and there is plenty to pull from as far as stories, anecdotes, that kind of thing. So, for now, my name is Steve Anderson, and I have had the honor and privilege of working with Bobby Heenan on two books that led to a longtime friendship. And as I've said before, to this day, I miss him terribly. Again, thank you for listening, and I will see you next week on Heenan v. Hogan, the WWF, on the next edition of Weasel Tales.